The New York Islanders sign forward Julian Gauthier. We'll talk about the signing and what else it may mean down the line. We've got all that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And we are now also available on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked on Islanders. Plenty to discuss as the Islanders make a move on Wednesday. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to talk about and mention your name when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning your New York Islanders, hirings, firings, trade rumors, free agent signings, We'll have it all for you right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast right up till training camp gets underway in September. So the Islanders made three signings on Wednesday and two of them, you know, made a certain amount of sense and one of them kind of has us all wondering what it's all about. Uh, the Islanders signed two players to two-way contracts, Carlson Kuhlman, uh, a center who has experience in the NHL, split last season between the Seattle Kraken and the Winnipeg Jets. He is 27, will turn 28 in September, and let's face it, he is going to be one of those guys who starts the season in Bridgeport and then when and if injuries strike and they need somebody to come up for a couple of games, you you call up Carlson Kuhlman. He's got 147 games of NHL experience. Uh, he has played with Boston, Seattle, Winnipeg, 12 goals, 30 points. You know, typical bottom six guy, and that's what you do. They also signed center Brian Pinho. Uh, who was originally a six-round pick by the Capitals back in 2013. And 
he's played two regular season games and two playoff games for the Capitals, has not recorded a point, spent last year with the Utica Comets of the AHL, and again, is one of those guys who will give you some veteran help. He's 28. He's going to give you some veteran help in Bridgeport, and if you need a guy to come up for a couple of games when injuries hit, he's as good as anyone to fill that role. But the third signing was the one that was a little more curious. The Islanders signed winger Julian Gauthier to a contract. And this one was a two-year, one-way deal by the New York Islanders. And that sort of opens things up for a lot of questions. Because, first of all, the Islanders don't have a lot of cap space left. We know as of right now that the Islanders have less than uh, a a million dollars in cap space. According to Cap Friendly, $387,500 in cap space. Now, Gauthier has, he was a first round pick of the Hurricanes in 2016, only played five games in Carolina, then played for the Rangers from 2019-2020 through the early part of last year, was traded to the Senators late in the season, and, you know, in 57 combined games, 9 goals, 5 assists, 14 points, a minus 6. You know, not exactly uh, all-star material, but here is a fourth line or third line, more likely a fourth line winger with really good speed, which is something we all know the Islanders need. He's 6'4", 224. He's got speed. He gets a lot of chances on breakaways as a result of that speed, but he's not exactly known as a finisher and rarely, it seems, cashes in on those opportunities. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and what it means because the Islanders don't need a fourth line winger right now based on the roster. And according to Cap Friendly, Gauthier has a salary, uh, both in this coming year and the year after, of $787,500. The question now becomes, what do you do with Julian Gauthier? Does this set up another move for the New York Islanders? For example, for example, Ross Johnston has a $1.1 million salary for the next three years. They can get that $1.1 million off the cap if they send him down to Bridgeport. They can always try to call him up. He has to clear waivers. Okay, fine. I don't think too many people will take him at that salary for the next three years, but you're then saving, you know, $313,000 roughly, Dollars in cap space if you send Ross Johnston down and bring Julian Gauthier up. 
It also could mean, although I think it's less likely, that Lou Lamorello may think about either benching or moving on from another member of the fourth line. To me, the number one candidate would be Cal Clutterbuck. You know, maybe he becomes the 13th forward. Or maybe, you know, he alternates and, and, and is paced a little bit more because he's getting older and, and, and more injury prone. There are a lot of possibilities. But to me, this deal with Julian Gauthier kind of tells me that some other move may be coming down the pike. Because, yeah, he adds a little speed to the equation, and that is something that we've talked... Look. He makes the Islanders younger and faster. More skilled, not really so much, but younger and faster. And, you know, whether it's moving on from one of the identity line players, Sezekis Martin or Clutterbuck, I doubt it would be Martin. He's coming off a career year offensively. I doubt it would be Sezekis. He's a center. Uh, Whether it means moving on from Ross Johnston or whether it means that one of those players could be part of a trade package, or even that Gauthier could be part of a trade package down the line. All of these are unanswered questions, but now you have a glut of fourth-line players and a possible cap savings. It's up there. The question is, what's next? We have got a lot more to discuss on today's show, including... The latest on the Alex DeBrinkett situation, which has certainly got a lot of Islander fans holding their breath. We'll talk about that. We'll answer some of your emails. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you could spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. Hey, Yankee fan, Met fan, fan of another team, check out all the odds and all the ways you can bet on Major League Baseball on FanDuel. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So... The latest Alex DeBrinket rumors. Ah, yes. No dull moments there. According to the latest published reports, it's down to two teams, the New York Islanders and the Detroit Red Wings. The question remains, could the Islanders pull off a deal? What would it cost them? And obviously the question is, are DeBrinket's agent, uh, is DeBrinket's agent and or the Senators using the Islanders to try to drive up the salary of Alex DeBrinket? Uh, we'll see. I would still think the Red Wings would be the favorites because they have more 
things that the senators would probably want in a trade, but it still leaves us open for a lot of things. Now, Jeff Marrick uh, was the one who reported that as of Wednesday afternoon, it was either the Islanders or the Red Wings involved in this trade possible situation with Alex DeBrinkett. And uh, look, you know, I noticed in the comments on YouTube and uh, elsewhere, a lot of people starting to sort of question DeBrinkett. And the questions being raised are completely legitimate. He is not a good defensive player. He is not the kind of player who necessarily creates stuff on his own. He really needs solid line mates in order to create. And, you know, is Matthew Barzal possibly that kind of a line mate? Maybe. Uh, But, you know, then where does that leave you and what would have to be included? Here's the thing. Now, to get back to uh, a little bit more on the Julian Gauthier signing. Is Gauthier signing an indication that Zach Parise is more likely to retire and is not coming back? That is a possibility. They could view Gauthier as an insurance policy against retirement for Parise, or they could already know Zach Parise is going to retire. He hasn't mentioned it yet, but we'll see what he ends up doing. Uh, that's one distinct possibility out there. Uh, but again, the, the other question just becomes, who do you include in a deal for Debrinket? Everyone seems to indicate that it would be J.G. Uh, Pajot, one of the players going the other way. Would it also have to include, uh... A, a prospect, or would it have to include, let's say, Oliver Wallstrom, who then you would not need to re-sign. He is a restricted free agent, and we don't know what his status is, but now you don't have a lot of room to sign him to a new deal. There are just so many questions left open. So, you know, Pajot would be $5 million heading to Ottawa if he's part of the trade, and every Rumor seems to indicate he is. Wallstrom doesn't save you anything off the cap, but you would need to create more cap room if you're bringing Wallstrom back. Trading either Gauthier or Clutterbuck or uh, Ross Johnston, I don't think those players would necessarily interest Ottawa a lot, and it doesn't really free up a lot of cap space. Something's brewing here, and... Whether or not Lou Lamorello is ultimately able to pull off this Alex DeBrinkett deal, I think the signing of Julian Gauthier shows that he's trying to make another move. Will he be successful? Maybe, maybe not. When it comes to Lou Lamorello in the offseason with trades and free agents, I am like I'm from Missouri. I'll believe it when I see it. Show me. Show me. And I'll believe it. Until then, it's all kind of speculation. But the Gauthier deal only makes sense to me if there's another move coming down the pike that complements or supplements that.
because he really wasn't a major need and he takes up most of what was the available cap space for the New York Islanders. And again, Debrinkit, defensively, yeah, he's a liability. And he needs solid line mates to create. We saw the difference between when he was playing with, you know, Kane and Taves in Chicago when he was a regular 40-goal guy, 240-plus goal seasons, versus the way he played in Ottawa when at times he was bumped down to the second line and wasn't as effective. Now, he was a little bit snake-bit statistically in Ottawa. I don't think that's a long-term concern. He checks a lot of boxes, but he's far from perfect. And I wonder, as far as Lane Lambert is concerned, as far as Lou Lamorello is concerned, does bringing in a player with the defensive shortcomings of an Alex Dabrinkit or in the alternative of a Vladimir Tarasenko, or if you really want to, you know, get greedy and, and go all the way with uh, sort of the, the, the fantasy of it all, William Nylander from Toronto. All of that is possible, but it still would require another move to free up more cap space because the Islanders don't have the room to bring in that big ticket guy. Now, Tarasenko might cost less, and if you can trade Pajot, that might be enough to, to get Tarasenko in if he signs. But there aren't a lot of rumors right now saying that that's where he's going to go. There is just a lot we don't know and a lot out there. So we'll see how this works out. But I think the future of Oliver Wallstrom, the future of Alex Dabrinkit, the future of uh, J.G. Pajot, and you know a number of other possible players all sort of on the line right now, up in the air for the New York Islanders, and we'll see what, if anything, Lou Lamorello's next move is. But the the three signings give the Islanders depth both at Bridgeport and, to a lesser extent, in the NHL with the big club. It's just a question of how you complement and supplement those moves to get this team to be better. Lou has already brought back the gang. This team is more or less the same team that we ended last season with. The only significant difference in the lineup right now could be that Oliver Wallstrom is healthy and plays, you know, somewhere in your top nine forwards where he wasn't healthy last year, and then that that sixth defenseman, whether it's Aho or Bolduc or somebody else, is still kind of up for grabs. But other than that, you're running back with the same team that squeaked into the playoffs and was eliminated in the first round. And there are ways the team gets better. But to really go beyond squeaking into the playoffs and maybe winning a round or two, to really become a contender... This team's going to need to make 
a couple of more moves, at least one now, and maybe, as I've said, every day there's another one at the trade deadline. It's up to Lou to get it done. I, I, I can't say I'm super confident that he will, but we're going to see what he does. We have got more to get to on today's show. We're going to answer one of your email questions still about all of this uh, potential trade situation. And we also have our Islanders birthday of the day. All that still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. So our question today comes from Mark in Charlotte. And uh, Mark, I want to thank you for the email. He says, thanks for all the time and effort it takes to put the show together. Much appreciated. It's clear we have five centers, and J.G. Pajot may seem the obvious trade asset. But who centers the third line if he's gone? Our best and most expensive skater? Our new long—that that would be Pat, uh, Barzal. Our new long-term investment who didn't come here to play 3C, Bo Horvat. Or our leading scorer for the past two seasons, Brock Nelson. You talked about chemistry in your last show. And thinking we have four centers after a J.G. Pajot trade leaves you with a lineup that doesn't really work well, in my opinion. Perhaps it makes sense to go in another direction. And then Mark lays out some options. Number one, trade Pajot, Wallstrom, and a first to get Debrinkit to play alongside Barzal and Horvat on the first line. Let Casey Zizekas center the third line and live with Aho, Bolduc, and Salo, and then find a fourth-line center who's already in the system. That's one possibility. Second possibility, keep all five centers. Trade away either Kyle Palmieri or Anders Lee, uh, along with Wallstrom and a first, and still get someone very good, but not likely to brink it. And then, you, again, Aho, Bolduc, Salo would be your sixth defenseman options. Three, keep Pajot. Trade away Brock Nelson along with Wallstrom and a first and look to receive more assets in return where we can ultimately get both a quality scoring wing and a quality puck-moving defenseman. That may take a few more moves. I don't necessarily like option three, Mark says, because Nelson is the only Islander who has figured out how to score consistently. But at least this roster could fill in all of our holes. Finally, I hate losing first-rounders as much as anyone, but we are so far down this road right now that we should at least immediately field a complete roster, including chemistry, and give this our best shot. Sorry for the lengthy email, uh, Mark from Charlotte. Mark, thank you. You really thought this out. And I think the one thing we realize when examining this from multiple angles is that there is no perfect answer here. There is no perfect option. So it's up to Lou Lamorello and the Islanders to find the best option. And the salary cap clearly complicates that. But the problem in my mind with trading Brock Nelson, and you hit it on the head, Mark, you're giving up your number one goal scorer. You're giving up production to get production, but... It's not that big a net gain because you're losing 30-plus goals from Brock Nelson. And the advantage to trading Nelson is his cap hit is a little bit higher. 
So that certainly, you know, helps. He has a $6 million cap hit compared to five for J.G. Pajot, but it, it it's all up to, you know, to me, that doesn't maximize your gain when it comes to getting this team more offensive skill and more scoring prowess. It, it really is tough. It depends on the trade market. I think trading Brock Nelson would be bold, but also risky. And I kind of wonder whether or not Lou Lamorello would do it. It's a great question. Chemistry is definitely an issue. Obviously, whatever decision Lou Lamorello makes during the offseason, if he's able to make that long-awaited hockey trade, could also you can make another deal during the season, up until the trade deadline, to try to tweak the chemistry and fix it. But I think, Mark, you did a great job of laying out the dilemma that the Islanders are in right now and a lot of it is caused by the cap issues that this team finds themselves in and that Lou Lamorello is trying to maneuver around, and it's not going to be easy. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and here is a player who was on all four Islanders' Stanley Cup-winning teams but kind of gets forgotten in hindsight if you aren't someone who remembers watching those teams. Yes, today is the 71st birthday of former Islanders forward Anders Kaller. The native of Sweden came to the Islanders in time for the 79-80 season. 5'10", 190 pounds. Scored 22 goals in his first season in the NHL. Had his career-high 36 goals the following year. Missed the playoffs in 79-80 due to an injury, but was on the roster and active for the three other Stanley Cup wins in 81, 82, and 83, and in the run to the Stanley Cup final in 84. Only played 383 games for the Islanders uh, and in the NHL. Left after the 84-85 season, had 101 career goals, 211 points, and 149 Penalty minutes, add 12 goals, 35 points in 78 playoff games. We're going to go back and look at one of his better playoff games with the Islanders. This one in the Patrick Division Finals, Game 2, April 16th, 1982. Islanders going up against the Rangers. Steve Weeks in goal for the Rangers. Billy Smith for the Islanders. The Rangers took Game 1 of this series at the Coliseum. So the Islanders had their backs up against the wall. And in this game, Anders Kaller had three assists, six penalty minutes, and helped the Islanders win this game going away by a score of 7-2. Three helpers coming up big. Dennis Potvin, a goal and two assists. Dwayne Sutter, two goals. And Brian Trottier, a goal and a pair of helpers as well. Billy Smith only had to make 18 saves as the Islanders evened the series and beat the Rangers by a score of 7-2, thanks in large part to a three-assist effort by our Islanders' birthday of the day, Anders Kaller. Hard to believe he is 71. Uh, 
And boy, does that make me feel old. Uh, but Anders Kaller, an underrated and often overlooked part of the Islanders dynasty, he is our Islanders birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone once again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders moves, rumors, signings, whatever's happening. We'll have it for you here on the show, so make sure you join us for that. And if there is uh, an Alex DeBrinkett move, we will go talk about it as soon as possible. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.